0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Love Talk Radio.
2: This is the Porch Writer Podcast, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is January 26, 2017, and some of you are listening and thinking, but wait, I thought this show was on Tuesday. Oh, but wait. The other day, she said it was going to be on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Daylight Time. And now here we are listening to it it's a Thursday. What is going on? Has she lost it completely? No, no. Here's what's happening Brain to Book Cyber Convention is happening in April, the first weekend in April, the, the 7th, 8th, and 9th, or the 8th, 9th, and 10th. I think it's 7th, 8th, and 9th. At any rate, I am interviewing a whole host of authors leading up to that event. And in order to accommodate those authors, I needed to add an extra day. In fact, I may need to add one more day just to accommodate the number of authors who have decided to partake in interviewing on the Back Writer program. So that's what's really going on. But the primary schedule for this show will be Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Daylight Time. So there you go. That's actually the, the true new schedule, and it's over on the Back Writer website as such. So you can find it there. And when you go over there, be sure to visit the guest spot page, because I have all of the information that you need to know to schedule an interview. And you won't be able to schedule an interview right now, because as I said, I'm interviewing a whole host of authors associated with the Brain to Book Cyber Convention that's coming up in April. So I've blocked out, dates so you won't be able to get into any of those dates. Feel free to send me a message from the website. I'll get it. Um, it'll go into my email. I'll find it. But as I said, you won't be able to schedule right away. I'll go back into the website and change that or tweak that sometime in March so that you can start to schedule for the the mid, latter part of April and then all the way through the end of the year. Just like I did in previous years, I'll open up the whole calendar so that you'll be able to work with your marketing schedules and things like that. Because I know that's truly helpful as an author to be able to plug that date in when you know you're going to be doing a launch. I get it. I understand. I write, too. <laughs> so, Uh, just be aware of that. That's what's going on right now. Uh, Tonight, I am talking with author Andy Pellequin and he writes dark fantasy. So I'm I'm interested in this because I see I have a hard time with it. I'm going to be honest right now. I have a hard time really going dark in my writing. I'm not sure why. I just do. So I'll be interested to hear from Andy, how he does it, why he does it, what compels him to do this, because I would find it Personally, draining and depressing to put myself in that frame on a regular basis to to do my writing. So I'm curious what he has to say about that. He's got a book called Child of the Night Guild, and I believe that is the first book in a new series. But I'll let him correct me if I'm wrong. Andy, welcome back
1: to the Writer Show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's awesome to be here with that with that amazing introduction. You make me seem like one of these you know, writers <laughs> huddled in their dark underground cave writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not like that, I promise. <laughs> I don't believe um, you. <laughs> for, for the people who don't know me, which is pretty much everybody, um, I'm Andy Peliquin, uh, author of Dark Fantasy, two different series. The Queen of Thieves series, <laughs> the first book, Child of the Night Guild, just came out on January 17th, a whole week ago. Very excited. Oh. And the last Busolari series, which has been out since 2015, following a half-demon assassin with oh. a form of dissociative identity disorder. So,
2: it's questions. actually
1: a very interesting thing. The writing of dark fantasy. I I say I write dark fantasy because instead of exploring the more typical dark themes like monsters and vampires and zombies and werewolves in a fantasy world which is the definition of dark fantasy i go more towards the grim dark which is the the grim and gritty world the the subjects the darker subjects like the the darkness of the human mind so instead of bringing the monsters under the bed it's the monsters in our head
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I I said, you know, I would find this depressing and hard to write. Are are there times, I mean, how is it affecting you when you're spending time writing this way?
1: It actually makes me so much happier because I get up from my story and I'm like, oh, wow, this problem in my life is so much smaller than I expected. (laughs) Or, you know, it it makes everything in life look so much happier. (laughs) Okay, I could see that. Fair enough. (laughs)
2: So what but kind I of find view? it a really
1: interesting, um, an interesting study of human nature. Really, I, I try to to bring the sort of the darker side of the human mind, the psychological, the emotional, the mental disorders, and use them to write interesting characters. And so, with each new book, each new character, I I sort of dive down the psychological rabbit hole and find out how these different scenarios would affect them. And it's really given me a, a broader understanding of the world around me. So even though it's dark, it's definitely something that, that's very enjoyable.
2: So what kind of research are you doing in order to create these characters?
1: Well, there's a lot. A lot of different research. For the, the Queen of Thieves series, I actually had to study the sort of skills that a thief would have. For example, in the first book, Child of the Night Guild, she's just learning the basics. So it's things mm-hmm. like pickpocketing or right. picking locks or mm-hmm. um, you know, rope climbing, things like that that enable her mm-hmm. to be a, a thief, but in the very beginning stages. In the second book, it's actually the world's first bank heist. So I had to mm. research the design of bank vaults and vault doors and metallurgy and a whole bunch of different things. Because it's set in a purely fantasy world, I'm working with medieval era technology. So a lot of research mm. went into that. Mm-hmm.
2: And don't you find that just, one, fascinating and two,
1: fun? Oh, absolutely. It's one of the things that I love about fantasy is that I can I can take the, the medieval technology but then sort of add my own spin on it, because in this world, there's different levels of technology, different levels, you know, being able to work with with alchemy, a science that doesn't Mm -hmm. exist Mm -hmm. in our world, but it exists in this alternate world, and using that to sort of advance the technology beyond where the medieval world was at the time. It's definitely a lot of fun and a lot more creative and flexible than other genres.
2: Mm -hmm. One of the things that I find fun when I'm doing my research, I write mystery thrillers and my main character is a private investigator. So, pretty much anytime she needs to know something, I have to learn it, you know. So, yeah. or she has a, if she has a hobby, you know, then I need to kind of learn that hobby so I can write about it well. And I, you brought up, brought up the whole pick locking thing. And I learned how to pick locks because she knows how to do that. So, I had to learn can how you to
1: actually break pick a lock. Locks.
2: Now, what I can do, I haven't done the pick locking yet, but what I, well, that's not true. I can do handcuffs. And so I've okay. been playing with handcuffs and picking locks on handcuffs. And because I have a friend who was a former police officer, I could get handcuffs. <laughs> so I was like, Wow, that's these awesome. Pearson ones, these Pearson ones, you can't pick that lock very easily, but you know these uh this other one you certainly can. <laughs> and so I was playing around yeah. with
1: it. But I think that's, In a way, that's people... fun. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, in a way, people who write modern fiction uh, mysteries and thrillers and spy fiction, they have it a little bit easier in terms of research, but then in the, uh-huh. at the same time, they're also bound to the guidelines and the rules. You know, you can't uh-huh. say, oh, uh-huh. I, I raced from Los Angeles to San Diego in an hour to stop a bomb from destroying the earth. It doesn't work like that. Right. You know, you right. have to follow those rules. Whereas I can say, <laughs> oh, my character ran across the city in an hour because I created the city. <laughs> Right.
2: Yeah. Maybe I should switch to a little bit more fantasy. <laughs> Do you ever get in a situation where you're doing research um, and asking questions of someone who's an expert, and they just kind of find it a little odd? The questions you might be asking.
1: Oh, absolutely. For happening? the for the the book two of the Queen of Thieves series, I actually called Hamilton Safe and talked with an engineer on the design. <laughs> of a locking mechanism that I created for this world. Because in order to, to make, to write a book about thieves who break into a bank, you have to understand both how security systems are designed and then how to mm-hmm. circumvent them. Mm-hmm. So it was, you have to come at it from both angles. You can't make a lock right. that's so impossible a thief can't find a way in, but so weak that anyone could find a way. in. So it's this right. really delicate line to walk. Exactly.
2: I had a conversation of last Last month, I think it was, um, with someone who works in a bank. And I, we were talking about the security that they have. And I, I should have approached it with, oh, by the way, I'm a, an author. <laughs> and and cushioned uh, it. Oh yeah. But I didn't because I was kind of excited about the technology and what they were doing. <laughs> I kind of went off this path. And then I took a step back and went, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm probably scaring you. I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I'm not trying to break into your bank. I just am curious. About your security and how how it's all done, and so that was really funny. Yeah, get for some sure. Odd, odd look uh, when I do research. Um, definitely. Yeah, you definitely questions. have to
1: lead with the. You have to lead with. <laughs> I'm doing research for a book, and then people will right. say, "Oh, okay."
2: <laughs> oh, oh, and still be a little skeptical because you know you're at least in my case, I'm a nobody when it comes to being an author, but still, yeah, I do my research. So, yeah. what is your I, I think I may know this. I'm gonna ask anyway. What is your favorite thing about being able to write fantasy, just generally fantasy, not necessarily dark, but just fantasy?
1: I mean, I love I love the the world of yesteryear. You know, the the medieval era, the the simplicity of the time, and and how things were were much more um, much more black and white in certain aspects. You know, the the hero was the hero and the villain was the villain. But then you can work mm-hmm. within that frame, and you can You can really mess with the shades of of moral gray. You know, you have – I mean, my my first book series is about a half-demon assassin, so that right there is your typical villain material, but he's the protagonist. So it's interesting to to do that within the realm of fantasy, find ways to make these typical villains a hero or a protagonist to follow. Mm -hmm.
2: What made you decide that in this book, Child of the Night Guild, that it needed to be a female, a girl, young, young female.
1: It was actually based on um, this this article that I read that talked about uh, female pirates. How the female oh. pirates um, they ended up being more ruthless, more uh, crueler, and mm-hmm. more harsh than their male counterparts because they had to be to survive in a male-dominated world where it was all strength and ability. And so it was interesting. I didn't want to write a pirate story because that would be too much like these real pirates. But I did want to write about the sort of uh, the sort of trials a woman has to put up with in a male-dominated world like this, especially of crime. And so, like from the beginning, I knew I wanted it to be a girl, and and then eventually it became a thief instead of a pirate or a mercenary or something.
2: You know, it's so interesting that you that you bring that up because I think. That even now, when we look at females in male-dominated professions, at least in the U.S., I can't speak for other countries, but at least here, I think you can still see that sort of behavior where the women are, they can be in a high position and just be this really ruthless person because they're feeling like they have to compete with these other guys in their, and and out-compete to a certain degree. I think it's still there, which is... Unfortunate that <laughs> I think that that's Definitely. still there. Um, yeah. So, what? I don't know if you have children. I didn't read whether or not you had a family. Uh, do you? Yes, two I have four oh. children. Ah, any any daughters? Two. Two. Yeah. So, mm, um, so what do you? I don't know how old they are, but. How do you think they, or how have they, reacted to this sort of storyline?
1: Well, they they haven't read this one yet. Think. They're they're 17 and 16, so um,
2: okay.
1: one of them is is a reader, and she prefers more modern fiction than fantasy. And the other one read the the Half Demon Assassin series and loved the first book. But I, in a way, I don't necessarily want them to read this one because it is it is very dark. It's a very interesting story, and it's psychologically accurate. It shows the sort of um, tribulations someone in this line of work would have to go through, and then also what what it was like, or highly fant- uh, fictionalized version of what life was like for these sort of people. Hmm.
2: Hmm. So maybe they'll read it when they're thirty or forty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Eighteen, perhaps. <laughs>
2: So what would be your advice to other indie authors or any authors, really, um, when it comes to marketing? Because you said this book came out January 17th, and I know that you've done some launch activity because I was originally contacted by someone else about your your book. So tell me about your process and, and what you've done for launching your book.
1: Well, I I have found that the, the indie author community is so nice. I mean every author out there is trying their best to succeed at one of the most competitive careers in the world. So it's it's definitely something – a pain we all understand. So I, I found when I was launching my first book that authors were so nice. They were so willing to help, whether hosting a guest post or sharing – the book or participating in Facebook launch events and things like that. So so I do a lot of, of interacting with other authors. I offer my blog to any author who wants to post a guest post, or um, I do book reviews. And so I make friends and network with other authors. So the, when, it time, when the time comes to launch my book, uh, I have a lot of people who I've, I've helped in some way or another, and they're always very happy to return the favor, whether it's something as small as – as sharing or participating in my thunderclap, or donating books printed or paper or e-books to the the giveaway I run, or some even buy my books. I, I have one person, one friend who who buys copies for other people who can't afford it. And mm. and the the indie author and reader community is so easy to work with, so nice. You just start making friends, start talking to people, and you can you have a much wider reach because of it.
2: Mm, so true. I have really enjoyed, the, the reason I started the Back for Tryer program years ago was because I live in an area where I don't have a lot of access to other authors and workshops. I thought, oh, this would be a great way for me to learn and give other people exposure at the same time. This would be awesome. And it has been. So I've been able yeah. to meet and greet and learn so much. And one of the things that I do like is that Brain the Book cyber convention that I mentioned in the intro. Because it's all these indie authors who are coming together and readers coming together and doing this act, all these different fun activities. They did it last year for the first time. But it's been a great experience. And that's been pretty consistent over the years. It's, the indie authors are pretty awesome. And I've met other authors who are you know, traditionally published. They're equally awesome because they're realizing they need to handle their own marketing. And so those are great conversations, too. You know, but I think yeah. I, I would agree with you. Indie authors – they rock.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have to be much assignment. more personable.
2: Yeah, you really do. And, and speaking of that, actually, you sent me your media kit, and I read through it tonight <laughs> before the show because <laughs> that was when I had time. Three minutes ago. <laughs> um, and, I, and I really, you know, I'm being honest. I, you know, I'm i in graduate school and other you know, things going on, but I read through it. And I really liked it. I liked the way that you had it organized. Now, is that something you did, or did you have someone help you with that?
1: Um, yeah, I did that. I, I'm a very organized person, um, perhaps too organized for some people in my house. <laughs> but it was just easier <laughs> to, to you know get all this content sent to people because when I was setting up my first launch, I kept hearing, hey, can you send me this book blurb, or can you send me the link, or can you send me your bio? And so I figured, well, I'm just going to put it all into one thing. Mm-hmm. And send it out. So I have I have a folder for each book that I launch. And each folder has a file with excerpts, a file with a media kit for that specific book, um, the book covers, any graphics. And so anytime someone wants to talk to me about a book or I want to post about a certain book, I can just go there. I have all this stuff ready, and I can send it or access it and share it very, very easily.
2: Right. And it was awesome. I mean, you've got links in there. Um, You had an image of you in there. I didn't use that image. I found another one. (laughs) Oh, that's good. An image of you. Um, So I thought, yeah, very organized. I've got, I'm similar. I have my media kit and all of that. But I always like looking at other people's, other authors' media kits to see if I can get some ideas, you know, and maybe tweak mine a little bit to make mine better, you know, or more efficient in some way. And I really did like the way that you had yours put together. I think it was like a a two-page document, if I recall. Maybe three. Yeah. But it wasn't very long. Something like that. It wasn't very long. And you included some quotes from reviewers, which I liked that you did that. So it was really, it was well put together. So those of you listening, you should go check out Andy's information. What's your website, by the way?
1: It's andypelequin.com. Everything, all of my persona on Facebook and Twitter and Amazon, everything is under Andy Pelequin.
2: So everybody needs to go check it out. So that you can see how he's put things together because it it is so helpful from a, a broadcaster's perspective. When I encounter someone like you who is super organized, I really like that. <laughs> I have to <laughs> <Hooray>! <laughs> say. It makes my life so much easier. You know, I think sometimes people forget that the person they're communicating with might be a one person show and super busy because they have other things going on in their life. So I really yeah. appreciate it when someone is organized and sends the information and sends it at the appropriate time. You know, so it's yes, like, okay, absolutely. this is great. I really appreciate that. I just wanted to get that out there, that I appreciate the fact that you were paying attention and did that. <laughs> <laughs> Made <me> very happy. <laughs> and then you even sent it to me again. Because it was like, well, just in case you don't have it, because we had some communication via email. And you know what? Yeah. It turned out it was good that you did that, because I went back looking for the email that I originally got. And I'm like, where the heck is it?
1: <laughs> so yeah.
2: I found the one yeah, we I found, talked about found, just
1: the other day. I found that when when working with bloggers or authors or pretty much anybody who's busy, the easier you make it for them, the the happier they are and the more, you know, they're inclined to have you back in the future. So it mm-hmm. takes me all of mm-hmm. 5 seconds to attach the file and it takes, you know, you 10 minutes to search through all of your emails to find it. So so I figure, you know, I'll just do it, have everything ready, send it, it's done.
2: Exactly. That is so true.
1: I keep telling people
2: you know, if you send it to me too soon, it's going to get buried in a whole pile of email. That's just the reality of it. <laughs> you yep. know, because I'm not looking for it. It's not top of mind for me. So I'm not flagging it. I'm scanning my email for what I need to know that day or the day before. <laughs> and then I'm going yep. with it. Right. That's
1: exactly what's yeah, that happening. Sure. So
2: I totally appreciate that. You were awesome.
1: <laughs> oh, Glad, you see, glad fact, I could make your day. You,
2: when you come back, we'll have to talk about some of that sort of stuff and how you prepare for interviews because you're super prepared. And I know that because of the conversation we're having right now, you know, that you <laughs> really have prepared for these things. And so I think it'd be great to, to talk at some point about how you prepare for interviews, whether that's this kind of interview, or I don't know if you've done ATV yet, um, or um, even just blog interviewing, that sort of thing. I'd love to have you back for that and have a chat. Oh, absolutely. Your take on that. So you'll have to send me an email and let me know how that could work out.
1: (laughs) Sounds perfect.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so do you have anything going on in relation to your Child of the Night Guild? Any specials? Anything that people need to know?
1: Well, I'm actually launching the third book in my other series, The Last Busolari, at the end of March. Very cool. Yeah. So that's going to be – there's going to be a whole Facebook launch party and a blog tour and lots of giveaways. I have lots of author friends who love to help me with my launches. So at, at my last launch, I had about 60 different books available for, for people who participated. I, my my motto is if you participate in the party, you walk away a winner. So I always try to get lots of donations, lots of e-books to give away. So if anybody loves reading, they should come to my party. <laughs>
2: We'll have to figure out a way to get more information out about that um, when you're doing it. So just send me a message, remind me, all that, because I'll be happy to mention it at the start of a show, you know, at the very beginning when I'm doing intro stuff. I like to do that sort of thing. I'll often do, um, if I know someone's got a release, I'll just mention it right then. As long as you send me the information that week that I'm doing the show, I'll find it and say, oh, by the way. So be sure to do that when you're coming up closer to whatever you're doing. And I definitely and will. At the very beginning. All right. But, Andy, thank you so much for being a guest with me here on Backport Writer. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I've had a blast. <laughs>
2: all right. You have a great night. You too. All right, people, you need to check it out. Andy Pelliquin, he's over on Amazon. I'm sure he's got his books elsewhere. But I know Amazon because I was over there uh, checking things out. So I know he's got stuff over there. And you can see all of his his books and his covers, which are very cool, by the way. He's got some nice-looking covers there. We couldn't get into that tonight because, you know, we were talking about what we were talking about. You heard it. He went there. I wanted to talk to him about martial arts because I heard, read, that he he also practices half-keto or has. Oh, That'll have to come up in another conversation because you all know listen to the show that I'm a half-ketoist. I love half-keto. You know, it's that whole rock, rock and roll, baby. I love that. That's a lot of fun. So – When is the show? It is Wednesday 6 p.m. Central Daylight Time. That's the new time for the Backport Rider show. If you'd like to be a guest, go over to backportrider.com slash guest spot and read all the requirements. And as I said, you cannot schedule right now. You can send me an email, but you can't schedule right now. um, But you will be able to schedule beginning in like the latter part of March. I'll open things up and you'll be able to schedule for the show and it'll go all the way to the end of the year. I've got some blackout dates, but Generally, the end of the year. All right. I want to thank you so much for joining me here on the Back Porch Writer program. Until next time, pull up the chair, sit a cell, and write. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackworksWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a bell, and write.